Hello, and welcome to the Hempville CBD Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Cooey. I'm an entrepreneur in the cannabis industry with my business, Hempville CBD. This podcast is dedicated to educating you on CBD and how it can positively impact your life. Also, we'll feature professionals in the cannabis market and share their expertise in the marketplace. Join us on this enlightening journey that will enrich your appreciation of the dynamic cannabis marketplace. Follow us at HempvilleCBD.com, and as always, there's an open invitation to come visit us at the store in South Haven, Mississippi. Now, let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to the Hempville CBD Podcast. My name is Ben Cooey, owner and operator of Hempville, the store Hempville CBD in South Haven, Mississippi, and also the website HempvilleCBD.com. I'm sitting here this morning with my producer, Derek Michaud. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, everybody. Uh, happy to be here again glad, with you. Glad to have you. You're the man that makes everything work, and the reason the podcast is here. And today, we're going to cover part two of synthetic drugs versus natural drugs. And before we get into the part two part of this, let's kind of review for those people who are just joining us what we covered last time. What is a synthetic drug? I mean, usually when you hear synthetic drug, I know for me, I naturally think, oh, bad, not a good thing. Um, and all a synthetic drug is, is it's something made by man. Yep. The only way to get something natural is if you eat the plant itself. Uh, anything else, it was made by man, that would be considered synthetic. But there's a lot of hypocrisy synthetic drugs and that's kind of what we're going to get into today as yeah well. go back to that episode because you very much <clears throat> break it down on the level of their yeah. hypocrisy and oh. you, you dig deep well we're even going to get deeper today. okay let's go but it brings in you know the other thing is <clears throat> well are synthetics safe and we really can't get a clear answer on that the answer is sometimes and yeah. it really boils down to like this it, it comes down to everything else in life it really depends on the person that you're dealing with on whether or not it's safe or not. One of the drawbacks to my industry and the and the pharmaceuticals have an advantage on me on is my industry is not regulated. It's not regulated by the FDA. And that's good and bad. Part of me is like, I don't want the government in my business because the more the government gets involved, the more they screw it up. But I also see from being in this business for almost five years, I'm begging for regulation, some type of regulation, some guardrails, some safety rules, because without regulation, you get a lot of bad players in the market. I mean, you got people like me that got into this because we want to help people. We see the need. We see it as a great alternative to pharmaceuticals, and we see the problems some of the pharmaceuticals cause. So that's why we got into this business. Sure, we want to make money, but like my business model, hey, if you are the best at what you do, you're doing it right, and you provide quality to the customer, you're not going to have to worry about money. And there's a second level to that because you need suppliers. Correct. So you definitely want them regulated to a degree as well so you know what you're getting. Correct. And then you got a lot of people in this business that, man, they're just out to make a quick dollar. And anytime I've been in business for a long time with other businesses, anytime you're just all about the money, you end up, what you find yourself doing is cutting corners, uh, trying to make things cheaper, trying to get your highest profit margin, getting a lower quality product. And that always leads to trouble. It always leads to a problem. And so I would welcome some type of regulation in this business, but that's our disadvantage. And they don't have the customers 
best interest. Correct. And so when you ask yourself, are these are synthetic drugs safe? Sometimes they are. It depends on who's making it and how they're making it well, that I determines mean, that. We just we discovered that Tylenol, that's synthetic, right? Everyone knows about Tylenol. Uh, well, yeah, and that's that's what I was about to get into is there are two types of of synthetics. There are those synthetic drugs that replicate exactly what's in nature. For example, uh, the Delta 9 THC that's in a lot of these products that comes from the hemp plant. They, uh, the only way you can get natural Delta 9 THC is either to smoke the plant or eat it. And a lot of people don't want to eat it. Uh, so when you're looking at things, when you go into a store like gummies, lotions, other edibles like chocolates or drinks, all of those are synthetic because you're not eating the plant. They had to take that plant. Uh, they had to extract the Delta-9 out of it and then infuse it into the product. Therefore, it's synthetic because they had to extract it out using a process that's not natural. And then you have other synthetic drugs that do not replicate exactly what's in nature. There's nothing in nature that replicates that. For example, Benadryl and Tylenol are two d- pharmaceutical drugs. There's nothing in nature that replicates that compound. And in my business... Delta 10 THC, there's nothing in that plant that replicates a Delta 10 THC that was made up mm-hmm. in a laboratory by adding an extra molecule to the, the, the compound of Delta 9. So yes, last episode really drilled down on everything you just gave us, you know, especially the difference between synthetic and natural. So what, what are we bridging to today? Who's telling us these synthetic drugs are bad? Because, uh, you know, all I hear when when all I've heard in my lifetime with synthetic drugs is man, meth, hydrocodone, spice, they'll kill you, they're bad. And I mean, and I agree with all of that. But did you know every pharmaceutical drug you have ever taken in your entire life is synthetic? I know now after the last episode. <laughs> because it's because those drugs just don't pop out of the plant. They gotta yeah. extract the compounds out of plants or at whatever chemical base are coming from. So you from. don't have ibuprofen plants out there? Is no, that what you're telling no, you me? You don't. But here here's here's <laughs> even better. Every vitamin you buy in the grocery store, like my wife, every wintertime, she'll buy uh, a bottle of B twelve and a bottle of vitamin C because that helps build up your immune system for colds and other illnesses. All of the vitamins are synthetic as well. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, okay, if every pharmaceutical drug I've taken in my life is synthetic, every vitamin I take is synthetic. By the way, most of the vitamin companies are owned by the pharmaceutical companies. Synthetics can't be all bad. And it's just like everything else. You look at cars. Some cars are bad models. Some cars are good. It depends on who's making them and how they're making them. So you got to ask yourself the question, why is this? Why is everything that we hear about synthetics, it's not commonly known that pharmaceuticals and vitamins are synthetics as well. The reason they're synthetics is because you cannot patent a plant. You cannot patent something that is from that God has given by nature. If it's on this planet, like a, the hemp plant or, or whatever compound you want to talk about, if you're getting it from a natural source, you can't patent that because that's, God's way of giving it to the world. Take vitamin C, for example. One of the most commonly used uh, vitamins around. Comes in a lot of different fruits and vegetables that we eat. Uh, but we'll, we'll <clears throat> use the orange. The orange is a natural uh, product. 
natural plant. You can't patent the orange, and then you're the only person who can sell oranges and get the vitamin C out of it. A hundred dollar oranges. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what would happen. <laughs> uh, but what you can do is extract the, the vitamin C out of it mm-hmm. and patent the process you're using to uh, extract it or the compound that you're making, uh, the vitamin C compound that you're making. That's what you patent. Why do we hear bad things? Why don't we hear the full story? It comes down to really two things. One is regulation. Because we don't have regulation, it allows for a lot of bad players in the market. But regulation is not a cure-all. And I'll give you an example. Like if you walk onto a dealership, there are certain laws that you have to abide by in selling a car, like the lemon law. All right? Those are for dealerships. You can get on Facebook and buy a car, and there's no regulation. It's buyer beware. Regulation is good. Like I said, it sets up guardrails. Mm -hmm. But... It's not a cure-all. It doesn't guarantee that the product is safe. Look at the FDA. The FDA, for the most part, I feel like does a good job in what they're doing. But when you look at the COVID vaccine, did it really protect people from COVID? I mean, it kind of sort of did. You know, they kept shifting it around. First, they said this is a vaccine, and we've always known that vaccines are going to protect us from this illness. And then people were getting the vaccine, and yet they were getting COVID three, four, five times. To me, a vaccine is like a bulletproof vest. You know, when I was a kid, took the polio vaccine, chicken pox. You know, there's probably five or six vaccines that I had to take over the course of my childhood, and I never caught those illnesses. With the COVID one, you kept catching it. But the other thing is, back when I was a kid, there were probably five to seven vaccines that you needed to take. The vaccines individually were safe. But now... There's like 20-something vaccines a kid takes by the time they're 21. I don't know of any studies that each individual vaccine is safe, but it's kind of like, like I said, a vaccine is kind of like a bulletproof vest. It offers protection, a certain layer of protection. But how many bulletproof vests do you got to put on until you it limits what you do? If you took all 20 of these vaccines during the first 21 years of your life, even though each individual one is safe, having all of that in your body over the course of that 21 years, how does that affect your body? Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's got to be an effect, just like a bulletproof vest. I can wear a bulletproof vest. It's not a cure-all, but it is going to give me a layer of protection. But if I wear 10 bullet, bulletproof vests, I'm probably not going to be able to move around. Nope. So regulation can be a good thing, but it's not a cure-all. Now, the other reason is valid, valid medical value. These pharmaceutical companies have used these cannabinoids in their own products. We've talked we in the last episode we talked about the drug dranabinol and the drug nabilone, and I hope I pronounced those correctly. Both are cancer drugs to help fight nausea and pain. Dronabinol is it has THC in it, but it is an exact replica of the THC in nature. Nabilone is not an exact, it's very similar to the THC in nature, but it's not an exact replica. So you have both types, uh, one that's a, an exact replica, one that is not. Both are used by pharmaceutical companies in their drugs. Why is that? Because the pharmaceutical companies know these cannabinoids offer valid medical value to their product. That's why they, they use them. That's also the reason you don't hear positive things about synthetics is because they do offer valid medical value 
and we compete with the pharmaceutical companies, and they don't like that. They don't want that to get out, which leads to the question, are synthetic drugs safe? And there is the rub right there for the pharmaceutical companies. Are synthetic drugs dangerous? There's the rub for the pharmaceutical companies, because if they answer yes, synthetic drugs are dangerous, the government and pharmaceutical companies are in trouble because they've been pushing and promoting synthetic drugs your whole life. If they answer no, they're not dangerous, then the pharmaceutical companies have just validated my whole industry, the industry that competes with them, and they don't want that. So what they have to do is they got to muddy up the water keep it kind of quiet, well, kind of hide it a little it, bit. Yeah, it's kind know? of like it, when you watch the news. You can turn on one news station, and they're going to give you a story, and they're going to slant it all, let's say, to the left. And you can turn on another news station, exact same story, they're going to slant it all to the right. The pharmaceutical companies can't answer that question, yes or no. So they got to muddy up the water. They got to give you half the story. So what they promote or what they put out, the information they put out is they'll let you know about the spice, meth, and hydrocodone and all the bad things about synthetics, while at the same time, they're never going to tell you what they're making is synthetic. And the good, the vitamins that you take are synthetic. And all the positives that synthetics offer as well, they're not going to let you know that because then it might get you thinking. So in regards to my industry, the hemp, CBD, THC industry, uh, we're unregulated. And that's a positive and a negative for us. It's a positive in that the government seems to screw up everything they get involved in. So I kind of am glad they're not regulating it. But at the same time, I see so many bad players in my industry uh, that I would like them to offer some type of guide rails, safety measures for not only the wholesalers, uh, but also the retailers too. Because uh, like I told you, I think it was episode one or two We talked about the lady that came into my store with CBD gummies. No milligram dosage on the label. She had no idea what she was taking. There was no ingredient list on the product. So we didn't even know what these gummies were made out of. That's scary. And that should not be allowed for uh, public consumption, in my view. And that's where the FDA comes in. That's where the FDA comes in. That's exactly right. The FDA doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a safe product, but they can put up some safety rails to where you at least have the information in front front of you. For instance, being an unregulated industry, I have seen products with fake labels, fake test results, people using all type of additives in the product. All of these fall under the category of unethical business practices. The more you're going to get unethical business practices in any industry. But an industry that's not regulated, you have a higher percentage of that happening. That's what we need to stop in this industry if we want to push it forward. Because if we don't, the industry is just going to, you know, it takes one bad apple to bring down, to make a whole barrel terrible. Well, in this industry, there are a lot of bad apples. So there's a lot to clean up. And, And I think we need to clean it up and make it professional. But the key to that is who provides that? Your politicians, the government. I wish... Or the people that make the laws, the people that, that make the regulation, sit down and talk with suppliers and retailers like me who are 
wanting to clean up this industry and make it as professional as possible so that they, they can get the real story. A lot of times they talk to law enforcement and I love law enforcement and support them a hundred percent. But a lot of what they're seeing out there is the bad side of things. And you need that information. You're getting just one side of the story. And then of course with the retailers and the wholesalers, there's always the argument where well, you're going to tell me anything because you're just trying to sell stuff. For the bad players, that's exactly what they're doing. Right. But for people like me, that's a, a a very weak argument. And the reason being is I'm not going to sell a lot of stuff if, if I'm putting out stuff that harms the public, is low quality. I mean, I'll sell it for a while, but eventually people are going to catch on and not want to. We want to make this industry uh, an alternative to pharmaceuticals. So if you are um, legitimized and deemed safe from the FDA, let's say now you get regulation, but it, it, it's a level of regulation that you're happy with, uh, along with the suppliers as well, that proves your credibility. Correct. And if, and if we can get that credibility, if we, th- that will put us on the next level. Because you're deemed safe. Oh, the FDA <clears throat> has deemed this product and this business safe. Correct. That's that's and, where the regulation is beneficial. And we even have products like the products that are in my store. Uh, they are formulated by doctors, pharmacists, by professionals, even down to our uh, CBD pet treats. Uh, I called the wholesaler one day and I was asking him about the process and everything. And he goes, look, we don't have a doctor or a veterinarian do it because a veterinarian will not be able to do that because there are certain laws that aren't going to allow them to do that. Every single one of our products, even down to the dog treats, are made into it are made in an FDA approved lab. The cleanliness of it, the processes of it. We even have products like a, we have an inhaler from Koi CBD. Uh, it looks like an asthma inhaler, uh, but it's putting CBD into your lungs. And what that what that will do is it'll help. If you have, like when COVID, COVID would uh, inflame the heart and the lung area, it reduces that inflammation really quick because it's going straight to your lungs. Also, if you have a migraine headache, it's going to, it gets into the lungs and into the blood real quickly. So it's going to help with the migraine headache too. Every, it's going to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth on this definition. Every component within this inhaler is approved by the FDA except for the CBD because the FDA doesn't mess with CBD because they call it a supplement. So every component is approved by the FDA, but the product as a whole is not approved by the FDA. Now that seems weird. How can every component be approved by the FDA except for the CBD? But that makes the product as a whole, the individual parts are all approved, but the, the whole product is not. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdness of our business. If these cannabinoids, synthetic cannabinoids or natural cannabinoids from the hemp plant, the CBD, THC, if they're okay for pharmaceuticals, why are they not okay for the cannabis industry? Why are they not okay for the CBD, THC industry as well? And there's the rub. They're only giving you ones that they are okay for the, for the CBD. Well, they understand the value in CBD. Correct. They, they get it, but they don't want to push it out there. Yeah, they, they want to mm-hmm. be able to use it and get the same effects from it, but they don't want to compete against it. What I see when it comes to are synthetics bad 
it really comes down to synthetics aren't bad. The industry around synthetics are bad. And all of that has to do with the people making the product and the regulation that goes into the product. The regulation doesn't is not a cure-all, meaning the product's safe, but it does offer some business standards on you have to do it a certain process. Your labeling has to be correct. Your test results have to be correct. Uh, you have to have an ingredient list on your whatever it is you're selling to the public. It, they, you can't leave that off. That's just negligent on from a business standpoint. Uh, you got to clean up some of these unethical practices and you'll clean up the industry as well. I've used cannabinoids for the last five years. People ask, well, are they safe? My answer is yes, because I'm at a little bit of an advantage because I'm in the industry. I know what products are made by professionals. I know what are the good companies, what are the bad companies, uh, what products are, are, like I said, cut down the liability and are made by doctors and pharmaceuticals pharmacist and what products are made in somebody's kitchen or garage or wherever they're making them. Mm -hmm. Um, To date, I've had no problem. I've had nothing but positive results from using these cannabinoids, whether they're CBD, CBG, CBN, the non-psychoactive ones, all the way to the Delta-8, the Delta-10, the Delta-9 THC, which are psychoactive. Not only have I not seen it, Every time I go to the doctor, the doctor says, you're 55 years old. Your blood pressure is great. You have no problems. I'm taking no medication at this time. It could be just the luck of the draw because I got good genes in my family. Or it could be because of my health health wellness plan that I use using CBD every day. But also with customers, we're seeing it in our customers as well. Customers that used to be alcoholics are coming in using these things and, and they're coming in saying, look, Thank God y'all are here. I, and, and they they thank us, they hug us, they 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 tell us because I know because I know I'm buying a safe product from you and these products work, I've gotten off the alcohol. I'm getting I was taking the alcohol to take the edge off a long hard day. Now I still got the stress in my life, but I'm I've lost twenty pounds. <laughs> my liver's a lot better. Well, minus the weight loss. Put me in that category yeah. <laughs> because I quit drinking 10 years ago and cannabis has been the filler for that. That's all, that never went away. Yeah. My relationship just got a little better with it. Just used it more responsibly, but I was able to keep that in my life without ruining my life. The alcohol, that was, it, that was putting me down a bad path. Alcohol doesn't, it, it not only ruins your life, but it, it ruins your mental state as well as your physical state as well. You know, to have these people come in and say, these products have really helped me, and I thank you so much for that. That is why we're in the business right there. And if we focus in on that, I'm never going to have to worry about money. And this is why I like doing this podcast with you. I'm learning right across from this table, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm in some way helping you, well, in a very big way as your producer, you know, but... I'm glad that I'm part of this education and, and mission to just make people smarter so they know what they're getting, you know, and keep the business going without these regulations and while battling this hypocrisy from the FDA. Right, and I think you'll admit to this because given our private conversations, I've even admitted to it too. When you drink alcohol to take the edge off, does it expand your thinking? 
Well, <laughs> no, it kind of in other shuts ways it, it shuts it down. Well, your inhibitions fly away, and then you make bad decisions, and those are the thoughts that your brain goes to the bad decisions. Correct. But I can't tell you how many times I've used a, a Delta Eight product or a Delta Nine product just to chill out. Mm-hmm. And granted, I'll chill out and I'll just like sit down and just almost be in a meditation state as my wife says because i'll just sit there and be quiet and i'll I'll tell her you know i know you think i'm just i'm just sitting here doing nothing but i i have thought of so many like i'll sit there with a notebook and i'll think of so many things whether it be a marketing plan or a strategy to to bring in another product or how i can help people um i'm thinking of so many things and connecting so many dots that i couldn't do without this or it, I probably mm-hmm. could do it without it, but this is making it a whole lot easier because it's opening up my mind, my creative part of the mind. It's opening that up and unlocking mm-hmm. it. And therefore, I'm being able to look at cert- certain situations in a different way that I wouldn't look at mm-hmm. if I wasn't using these products. And it just it kind of brings things f- full circle. And it has helped me a lot in business and life and how to handle relationships, not only with my kids, but my wife. You know, I keep up with law enforcement a lot because our business is one of those businesses, you know, we can't sell to any, we can sell CBD to somebody who's 18, but we can't sell the THC psychoactive products to anybody under the age of 21. It's against the law. And, you know, in this business, because there's so much gray area with knowledge of these cannabinoids and what they do, law enforcement is going to be quick to jump on somebody who's sitting there breaking the rules. The one thing I'm following is how many people like are the hospitals being overrun with people taking these cannabinoids? No, we have parents with kids at the age of five years of age up using not the psychoactive, but they're using CBD simply because, you know, they're having problems with their child, whether it's ADHD or maybe they're on the autism spectrum. They don't know yet, but they know the child is not able to focus in on daycare or they're not able to focus in school. And I can't tell you how many parents that have come in through advice, either from a friend or maybe the therapist they were seeing said, look, you might want to try CBD or, or try another alternative route. But Instead you, of Ritalin. Because the parents are tired of the medicine mm-hmm. because this is the road they go down. They, they get on the Ritalin or whatever medicine they're taking their kid is zombified and the doctor will say, Oh, well they got to get used to the medicine. So it takes about a week, two weeks for them, their bodies to get used to the dosage. And then they're back at, at a good state. But then all it takes is about 60 days. And then the doctor saying, well, we need to up the prescription or we need to change yeah. the medication to this. And so you're back or like, they add now you're on two. Yeah. Either you're on two or you're p- replacing one for another one and you're starting the same process over again. The kid is going to be basically zombified for a week to get used to it and everything. And it's just a yo-yo effect. And as a school teacher, I can't tell you how many times I saw that with kids. And it was, it, it was hard because the kids sitting there flunking or not making a good grade in class. And I know it's not because the kid's not tr- tr- trying the kid's unable to try. He's zoned out because he's so drugged up with the prescription medication he's on and his body's trying to get used to it. Uh, if he's not on it, he's all over the place in class and it's a distraction to everybody. But when he's on it, great, the whole class, he's not distracting the whole class. But now 
what benefit is it of him if he just sits there and does nothing? And so, I, you know, of course, as a teacher, I, you work with those kids in a special way until it all balances out. But I can't tell you the number of parents that have come in my store with the same stories and, and come back a week later and said, first time my kid has ever been able to go to the treasure box and daycare and get a prize on Friday for be, having good behavior all week long. Or my kid's grades went from a D to a C because – He's now able to pay attention and retain knowledge rather than just being zoned out all the time. So when you say, are these things safe? Yes, they're safe. As long as you're buying from reputable companies, reputable people, uh, professionals who are making the product, that's where it's safe. It's where you get into the vape shops or the gas stations where they're products without ingredient labels, products that have additives in them. It's a lower grade watered down product for the most part not all of them but for the most part that's where you're going to run into trouble so in wrapping this up if you're not looking into these cannabinoids you need to be your body was made for them it's hempville cbd hemp standing for help educate more people bill we all live in the same community we all live in the same village we all should look out after each other that's how we got our name if you have questions need information uh Come to our store in South Haven, Mississippi, or visit us on the website at hempfieldcbd.com. Uh, ask us questions. We'll, be, we'll answer those questions for you. And if we don't know the answer, we know the professionals that can get us the answer. Uh, but thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. If you found this podcast helpful, I'd appreciate it if you took a minute to subscribe, rate, review, and follow us at hempfieldcbd.com. This increases the reach to more people who are trying to navigate through the changing cannabis market and its products so that we can create a more knowledgeable consumer. Take a screenshot and tag me in your social stories to friends. It means the world to me to know that this podcast has positively helped you and that we get to be a part of your journey. Thank you, and until next time, here's to a better life.